Hey everybody, we are so glad that you're watching Calvary Church Online. We're glad that you tuned in on this Sunday to be with us for Church Online. We love you so, so much, and we can't wait to see you. We've been praying for, for you. I want to let you know that me and Dana have been praying for you. Our staff has been praying for you, and uh, we love you very much. I'm praying that you've stayed uh, focused and strong during this time, and I'm excited about today. I want to share a message that's on my heart. I hope you got your Bibles. I hope you got a notepad. If you're with a family member there at home, smile at them. Tell them that they look good today. Day. Come on, let's encourage one another, and I'm praying that you've stayed strong. Our summer series has been called uh, Stronger Together, and I really believe that. And today I want to continue with uh, a part of that, and today I actually want to take it a little bit of a different direction in the meanings of Stronger Together, and I, I hope and my prayer is that it will encourage all of us. And I also want to give you a quick update. Uh, as you know, we've all been kind of waiting when we're going to gather once again physically in our buildings. As you know, we've never been closed. I'm so proud of our church, the way we've responded, the way we've engaged, the way we've all connected during this pandemic. 18 weeks and we've shown up strong. We love you and we thank you for your generosity with your time, the way you've been serving, the way that you've been giving. It's been absolutely amazing. We've continued to make an impact and be influential in our city and around the world. So thank you for that. Uh, but we were thinking about August but to be honest with you today, we don't know. We will continue with Calvary Church Online indefinitely until we feel it's 100% safe for us to gather once again. So make sure you just stay tuned to everything that we're doing online in our social medias. We will definitely let you know. But Calvary Church Online has been amazing. And so big hello to everybody joining us from across the world. We've had people in different countries and different parts of the world, and we're glad you're with us today. I want you to grab your Bibles, and I want you to go to the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 14. Come on, 2 Chronicles chapter 14. As you're going there, come on, look at the person once again that's with you at home, whether it's a son, a daughter, maybe a mom or dad, smile at them, tell them, come on, I'm glad we're doing church together. Come on, church at home. Maybe some buildings closed, but the church now is open in hundreds of homes across the earth. And I absolutely love that. Second Chronicles chapter 14. I'm excited about today's message. I hope it encourages you. Come on, if you're excited about church, why don't you give me a little Calvary clap there in the chats? Come on, why don't we put our hands together for God? I got some of the behind the scenes crew here. Come on, can we put our hands together for God? They're gonna help me preach this thing today. Second Chronicles chapter 14. Uh, today, I wanna share a story about a character with you. And I think it's going to help us. It's something that's been on my heart that God has challenged me in in the past recent weeks. And I wanted to share it with you. Second Chronicles chapter 14, beginning in verse 1. Why don't you let us know where you're watching from? We got some pastors and leaders right now in the chat. And they would love to connect with you. Tell us where you're watching from, what city or what part of the city. And um, we can't wait to uh, just connect with you and do life together. Second Chronicles chapter 14, beginning in verse 1, it says this. And Abijah rested with his ancestors and was buried in the city of David. Asa, his son, succeeded him as king. And in his days, the country was at peace for 10 years. Verse 2, Asa did what was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God. He removed the foreign altars and the high places, smashed the sacred stones, and cut down the Asherah poles. He commanded Judah to seek the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and to obey his laws and commands. He removed the high places and incense altars in every town in Judah, and the kingdom was at peace under him. 
He built up the fortified cities of Judah since the land was at peace. No one was at war with him during those years, for the Lord gave him rest. For the Lord gave him rest. Today, out of those few verses, I want, to, I want us to look at King Esau's life a little bit. I want to share this message that's on my heart as we stay through the theme of summer, Stronger Together. I want to share this message. It's strong, not stubborn. Come on, strong, not stubborn. Write that down in the chats. Write that down in your notebooks. Strong, not stubborn. Come on, why don't we pray? And then we're going to ask God to help us in this time together. I'm just going to share a short message and then we'll worship once again and give God thanks for this day and believe for the best week ever. Father, we thank you. I thank you for each and every person that's connected today across the internet in every home, office, cubicle, car right now, wherever they may be watching or hearing this, God, I pray that your spirit would work in us, help us to put our eyes on you. Holy Spirit, use this moment so that you can grow us, mature us, and work in us. We thank you for this day. Thank you for loving people like us. You are so good, so gracious, and so kind. We love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give God one more time. Come on, can we give him a big, big hand? Come on, Calvary clap. Years ago, uh, when I first graduated uh, high school, I was about uh, 19 years old. And I, I decided to enter into a gym membership, me and a few friends. It was Bally's Total Fitness. Anybody remember Bally's Total Fitness? And me and a few friends decided to go to Bally's Total Fitness. We got a membership and we started working out at Bally's Total Fitness. Now, I remember my friend was really into working out. He was really pumped. He's like, I got this, I got this. And, and all of a sudden, as we started working out, he started gaining a little bit of confidence. And after a few weeks, I remember he, he, was, he was super pumped. He went in there and he was like, I, I got this. I, I'm, I'm doing phenomenal in gym workouts. I remember this one time we were by the bench press. He put on more weight than he could handle. And every time you go to the, you know, the gym, it'll be good if you have a spotter, especially if you're trying to carry a heavier weight amount than usual. I remember this time he looked at me and he says, hey, hey, don't you worry about this. I don't need no spotter. And I was like, ah, I, I think I need to help you out. You've never carried this amount of weight. He's like, hey, I don't need a spotter. <laughs> I was like, okay, bro, do, do your thing. Do your thing. I remember he got under that bench press and picked up the weights. And as soon as he tried lifting the weights, he wasn't able to. <laughs> he was not able to. Now, now, the, the bar and the weights came crushing down on his chest, and I will have to admit to you that I didn't rush to help him. I'm going to be honest. I couldn't stop laughing, and because I was laughing, I wasn't able to help him out. I know I'm a terrible friend. I, I just started laughing. So He didn't need a spotter. He told me not to worry about it, and when I saw the weights land on him and him struggling with it, I knew he was going to be okay. I let him struggle as I continued to laugh. I couldn't stop laughing. He ended up pushing the weights off to the side. He thought... He could handle it on his own. He thought he could handle it on his own. You know, I, I think truthfully, sooner or later, every man and every woman is going to believe that they can handle life on their own. Sooner or later, we think we, we got this life. I know it comes with its challenges. I know it comes with its difficulties, but, but I can handle this on my own. Have you ever been there? I can handle life on my own. I, I've got this. I don't need nobody's help. Oh, before we, we needed God's help. Before we were calling on the Trinity. We were calling on God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We were in every worship service. We were in every single prayer meeting. But now we're okay. We're not as hungry as we used to be for God. 
We don't go after God the same way. Come on, can I challenge somebody today? I really believe that God placed this in my own life. He's challenging me. And I believe he wants to challenge us as a church today. Come on, Calvary. Are we really going after God the way we should be? Right? We used to go after God. And lately, our, our prayer life has diminished. Maybe our hunger has subsided. Our attitude has changed. Oh, we're saved. We're going to heaven. We're believers. We believe in God. But we've grown apathetic. We've grown a little bit lethargic in our spiritual life. Something has changed. We've grown comfortable. And now we realize we, we need God, but we're not as desperate as we used to be. Oh, when the pandemic started, we were on our knees. But now, 18 weeks in, I'm okay. I, I feel like I can handle this. And I believe it creates a problem. And I believe that the problem is this. When we don't seek, we end up growing weak. When we don't seek God, we end up growing weak. Don't seek, you grow weak. Have you noticed that maybe now you don't, you don't hear from God? Maybe man, his voice is a little bit distant. I don't know where God is. I, I don't know where God has gone in my life. And, and I'm doing things in my own strength. I'm doing things out of my own intelligence, out of my own wisdom, because we've stopped seeking the Lord. Oh, now I wonder why I don't have clarity on some situations in my life. Now I wonder why I'm struggling with certain things in my life because I'm not going after God the same way I was going at the beginning. Oh, years ago when I, when I got saved, I was on fire for God. Everybody seen somebody that's been on fire for God? And now years go by and, and our spiritual life is not what it, what it used to be. Oh, we used to be strong. We thought we were strong. But now it's like, yeah, my spiritual life is not where it was. You know what I really believe? That because of this virus, maybe we haven't been exposed to it, but we've been exposed by it. And this virus, what it comes to show us, is really how our relationship with God is. Really, maybe we thought we had a relationship, but the virus has shown us what we had was religion. Wow. Maybe we thought we were strong, but really the virus has shown us we were really just comfortable. And now the virus comes to open up our eyes to say, wait, if you're not in the building, do you have a relationship with God? If you don't have a band in front of you and a pastor right in front of your face physically, do you still have a strong, vibrant prayer life with God? Can you worship him even without a band? Can you talk to him when nobody else is around? Come on. Has this virus really exposed your life to see where you're at? It's exposed my life to say, okay, what are some areas that I thought I had under control but I need some work in. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, now we realize that we need God. We realize that God, you, we really need him. We're dependent on him. When turmoil is all around us, when trouble surrounds us, when we don't walk with God, we realize that it affects us more than we know. See, when you walk with God, everything could be surrounding you. But the Bible says that we are crushed on every side, but we are not destroyed. Come on. We are perplexed, but we are not crushed in Jesus name. Come on. It wants to squeeze us. But like Paul said, we are more than conquerors when we walk with God. In fact, I'll tell you this. If you keep on seeking, you'll keep on succeeding. Keep on seeking God and you'll keep succeeding in your spiritual life. I want us to look at King Asa. This is our character study for today. King Asa. This is in the Old Testament. In the book of 2 Chronicles. We see this king. He's our character study for today. And, and we're looking at his life. And we're studying what God is doing in the life of King Asa. For three chapters. We're taking a look at his life. And we're seeing what God is up to in his relationship, his journey with God. See, King Asa came from the line of David. He, his family lineage is from David. And years later, now he becomes a king. 
the, 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 the country of Israel had split in two, and now King Asa becomes a king in the southern kingdom. Second Chronicles gives him three chapters. We have three chapters where we see the life of King Asa. Now, the Bible says that his father did what was not right in the eyes of the Lord, and so did his grandfather. They did evil things. They were away from the things of God. Now King Asa becomes king, and he does what is right in the eyes of God. He started off right. He says, wait, I, I have to fix some things in this country. I love that. And I think that's a lesson for all of us, not just to start right, but come on, we need to finish right as well. King Asa begins right, but slowly begins to fall away from God. And I want us to look at King Asa for the next few minutes and say, okay, what are some things that King Asa did right? And what are some things that King Asa did wrong? How can a man start this journey so right? And then all of a sudden, begin to fall away. All of a sudden, do some things that, that led him to making some bad decisions in his life. I don't know about you, but in our journey with God, come on, let's start strong and let's finish strong. Come on, let's start our journey with God strong and let's finish this journey strong. Come on, in your relationships, in your marriage, in your family life, don't just start right. Come on, let's finish right in Jesus' name. Come on, I believe that today God wants to strengthen his church. He wants us to be strong, stronger together with him, with the Holy Spirit speaking to us, working in and through us. Today, I want to tell you, he wants to work in your life. I know you started this pandemic calling on his name. Don't let 18 weeks go by and you grow cold in your relationship with God. Come on, don't let 18 weeks go by and then you forget to call on his name and to get in his word and to call on the spirit of God. Come on, anybody with me today? Come on, let's call on his name. Let's not just stop halfway. Let's not grow cold halfway. The Bible says in the book of Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Come on, somebody. Oh, today, if you go after God and you seek him, you will find him. Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3 says, call to me and I'll answer you. And I will show you unsearchable things which you do not know. Today, you can call on him and he'll answer you. Today, you can call on him and he'll show you some great and mighty things. Come on, let's learn from King Asa. Let's just not start right, but let's also finish strong. Yeah. Strong. Anybody want to be strong today? From King Asa, we can learn a few things in his life. And I want us to look at his life. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point out three things in his life that I think can help us during this pandemic. Come on, as you're taking your notes, let's write this down. It's helped me. Hopefully it can help you. The first thing that we can see from King Asa, something that we can do in our life, number one, is called elimination. Somebody type that in the chat. Come on, elimination. Elimination. What do I mean? Well, the first thing King Asa did in the Bible, it says that he removed the foreign altars and the high places. He smashed the sacred stones. He cut down the Asherah poles. This is the first thing that King Asa did. He became a king and all of a sudden he began to eliminate and remove different things in the country of Judah. He said, wait, we don't need this over here. This is for false gods. This is for idol worship. We're here to worship the one true God. And he began to eliminate things in the country. It says that King Asa went through a process of elimination. He started a reform in the country. He removed foreign things that didn't please God. Can I tell you, you cannot fully seek God until you remove those things that are distractions in your life. What things in your life do you need to eliminate? What things in my own life do I need to eliminate? You can't keep seeking after God if there's distractions in the path. 
In fact, I'll say this, what you don't eliminate will soon accumulate. In our backyard, we have a small backyard and you know, we've told you the stories of what we've done during quarantine. We've bought an inflatable pool and all this kind of stuff and bought a grill. We, we've tried to do the best we can during quarantine, but we've noticed that in our backyard, uh, there's weeds growing all over the backyard. And all of a sudden we'll see, and there's, you know, a couple weeds here, a couple weeds here. And, and if we don't take care of them over time, they will spread. A couple weeks ago, we, we went out to our backyard and we said, what has happened? They have multiplied and they are everywhere. My entire backyard was covered in weeds. And I said, wait a minute, I got a small backyard now. I need to handle this. And obviously we bought some weed killers and we had to remove the weeds because what you don't eliminate will end up accumulating. It will spread quickly. The Bible says, be careful with the small foxes that ruin the vineyards. In other words, what are some small things in your life that have come in and if you're not careful with it, they began to spread in your life, in your mind, in your spirit, in your soul. And they're distracting you and stopping you from going after God. John Owen said, kill sin before it kills you. What are some things in our life that we need to eliminate today? Come on. I really feel in my heart this is for somebody today. There are some things that you need to eliminate. 18 weeks into this pandemic, there's some things, there's some distractions that you need to say, I need to get rid of this in my life today. I'm going through a process of elimination. I'm not going to allow this in my life. Maybe today you need to delete some apps. Maybe today you need to get off social media for two, three days and say, I'm going after God. I just don't want to say it with my mouth. I just don't want to say it with words, but with my heart, mind, soul, and spirit. Come on, I have a relationship with God, the creator. What do you have to eliminate? I want to get rid of it. Maybe today you need to delete some numbers off your phone. Maybe today you need to eliminate some distractions. Hello, come on. Maybe today you need to stop talking to that girl, to that guy. Maybe today you need to get rid of some relationships in your life. I know relationships are important. We're talking about stronger together, but it's the right relationships. The wrong relationships can distract you and deter you. What are some things in your life that today you need to eliminate? I know that for myself, I've had to turn off some things in my life. I've turned off some social media for a couple days. I've, I've done things during this pandemic because I want to focus on God. I don't need another news anchor to come and tell me and fill me with anxiety. I don't need another politician to give me broken promises and false prophecies. I need the word of God. I need him in my spirit, mind, and soul. I need to surround myself with worship. I need to put some music on and put my mind, heart, and soul on the one true God. I'm eliminating what's not necessary, and I'm surrounding myself with God's presence. Come on, somebody. Number one, eliminate. I love what Pastor Jim Simbola says. He says, anytime people get hungry to truly know the Lord, the Holy Spirit quickly puts a shovel and a broom into their hands. Today, if you say, I'm going after God, I want to have a full relationship with him. He's going to give you a broom and a shovel. And he's going to say, what are some things in your life you need to eliminate today? Colossians chapter 3, verses 5 through 10 says this. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourself of all such of these things. Anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge, in the image of its creator. What are some things you need to eliminate? Today, let's look at our lives and say, okay, like King Asa, what do I need to eliminate? What are some things you need to eliminate? 
in your life today. It's the first thing King Asa did. Number two, we can learn elimination from King Asa. Number two, dependence from King Asa. He was totally dependent on God. You look at chapter 14 in 2 Chronicles. He was totally dependent on God. He became king and he went after God with everything. Anytime a problem came up, anytime a situation came up, he would call on the name of the Lord. King Asa was totally dependent on God. All of a sudden, you're going to see in chapter 14 how now this foreign king comes after King Asa. And he wants to start a war with King Asa. And the Bible says in 2 Chronicles chapter 14... Then instead of King Asa trusting his own wisdom, his own army, his own strength, he decides to call on the name of the Lord. Second Chronicles chapter 14, verse 11, it says, Then Asa called to the Lord his God and said, Lord, there is no one like you to help the powerless against the mighty. Help us, Lord our God, for we rely on you. And in your name we have come against this vast army. Lord, you are our God. Do not let mere mortals prevail against you. He trusted and depended on God entirely. His full trust. He had total dependence. That's why when Jesus prays, he says, give us this day our, our daily bread. Today, are you depending on something else for your source of strength, wisdom, guidance, or are you totally dependent on God? King Asa started off so well, eliminating things from his life, totally dependent on him. Are you totally dependent on him? Can I tell you today, the Christian life is never an independent life. We are dependent on his spirit each and every single day. We need the Holy Spirit today more than ever. Isaiah chapter 40 verses 28 and 29 says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is an everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of of the week. Today he wants to strengthen you. Today he wants to give you strength in any area of your life. Come on, be totally dependent on him. Your strength doesn't come from a bench press. Your strength doesn't come from your knowledge. It doesn't come from your degrees. Come on, your strength comes from the Lord. Anybody thankful that we can depend on him in the midnight hour? Come on, when the storm comes, it doesn't matter what time it is. We are completely dependent on him because he's always strong. From King Asa, we can learn a whole lot. Number one, elimination. What are some things we need to eliminate in our life today? And you'll go through a process of elimination this week. I'm eliminating things from my life that stop my prayer life, that stop my spiritual life. Come on, I'm going I'm to learn from this, from this character. I'm eliminating things that stop me from going after God. Number two, I'm dependent on God. I'm dependent for him to help me. If I'm looking for a job, if I'm thinking about what to do during this pandemic, if I'm thinking what relationships are the right relationship, I'm dependent on him for him to lead me. Not my feelings, not my heart. I'm letting God guide me. And the third thing that we can learn from King Asa, number three, is repentance. Repentance. In fact, I will say this is something that we can learn that King Asa did not do. King Asa, at the end of his life, started drifting away from God. He did so well at the beginning. In his early journey as a king, he, he cleaned the towns. He eliminated idol worship. He brought down all these things. But toward the end of his life, he ends up falling away from God. He ends up following his own thoughts and ideals. And he ends up following his own heart and his own decisions. This is something I think we all need to be careful of. In fact, look at what the Bible says. The Bible says... In the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 16, verse 10, 
What happens when Asa did the wrong thing and was confronted by God? There was a foreign king that was coming, and instead of relying on God, this time what he did, he went into the treasury of the temple, he grabbed some of the money there, and he decided to negotiate with the king on his own. He didn't trust on God. He didn't go to God. And so God rebukes him for what he did. And in chapter 16, verses 10 through 13, it says, Asa was angry with the seer or the prophet because of this. He was so enraged that he put him in prison. At the same time, Asa brutally opposed some of the people. His heart turned quickly. The events of Asa's reign from beginning to end are written in the book of kings of Judah and Israel. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa was afflicted with disease in his feet. Though his disease was severe, even in his illness, he did not seek help from the Lord, not only from physicians. Then in the 41st year of his reign, Asa died and rested with his ancestors. He grew angry because God challenged him in an area in his life. And he decided not to turn to God, but he turned to his own direction. And later on, when he got a disease in his feet, he said, I'm not going to God. Repentance. You know what repent means? Repent literally means to turn. Turn around. The word repent means turn around. When Jesus first came into the scene, as John the Baptist was baptizing people, Jesus started saying, repent. Repent. It literally means to turn from your ways. You know what Asa, what he needed to do? Even if he made a mistake in his life, all he needed to do was turn in the right direction. Repentance. Some of us, The third thing that we need to learn is repentance, how to turn back into the right direction. Today, maybe 18 weeks into this pandemic, you start to realize, well, I've gone in the wrong direction. I actually started seeking strength and wisdom and guidance from other areas. Today, I'm going to repent and go back into the right direction. Asa did not repent. He had no repentance in his heart. In fact, he grew sick and trusted more in doctors than he did in God. He didn't even go to God at the end of his life. His heart grew cold. Can I tell you, strength doesn't come in what we have. Strength comes in who we have. King Asa had everything in in the world, everything he could offer. He was king. Yet he, he missed having God in his corner. And he didn't turn to him, but he turned to what was around him. Stronger together. Together with who? Together with God. Together with the Holy Spirit. I really believe that God wants you stronger during this pandemic. Stronger with him. He wants you to grow in your your relationship with him. I want Calvary not just to be a church. We got a bunch of people watching us. Well, I want Calvary to be a church with strength. Strength in our spiritual life. Strength in our prayer life. Strength that we know how to call on God. Today, some of us, we need to call on God. We need to say, God, I'm, I'm going back to you. Be careful that we're not turning to our own ways. Be careful that we have not sent God aside until we go back to a physical location. I'm not praying anymore. I'm not worshiping anymore. It's not what this is about. It's not about a building. It's about the building that he's doing in you. It's about what God is doing in your heart, mind, and soul. I'll leave you with this. Are we strong or are we stubborn? I don't really mean I'm not stubborn. Well, King Asa ended stubborn in his life. Look what the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 23. It says, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. That's, that's a strong verse. The Bible's talking about King Saul, how King Saul decided also to follow his own paths, 
so much so that he consulted mediums. And, and, and God clearly says, hey, when you rebel against God, when you turn away from God, it's just like witchcraft. Be careful with rebellion. Be careful that you don't choose your own way. And what I've come to find out in my own life is that my own way is usually the wrong way. There's a God who's calling us. And today I wanted to share this message, Calvary, because I believe that, that God is calling us back to him. Not back to a building. Not back to multiple services where we're all just sitting in an auditorium. Back to having a thriving, alive relationship with God. He's calling you back to that prayer place. He's calling you back to that place of worship privately, one-on-one -on -one with him. He's calling you back to depend on him. He's saying, hey, what, what are you going to eliminate from your life? Hey, what are you going to get rid of? How dependent are you from him? Can you repent and turn back to him today? There's some of you watching right now that you may not have a relationship with God. In fact, if you're watching this right now, wherever you're at, if you're capable of, can you right now get rid of all distractions? I want you to look at me really quick for a moment. There's some of you watching right now that you don't have a relationship with God. You feel far from God. You feel distant from God. You say, Alex, there's no way that God can love me. I've done so much wrong. Somebody told me about this service. I'm watching it, but I feel so far, so distant from God. I'm going to tell you that God loves you more than you can imagine. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. He loves you so much. He has his eyes on you. And he, he wanted you to watch this today so that he could remind you how much he loves you. Maybe you're saying, Alex, but you have no idea what I've done. I don't know, but God knows, and he loves you still. If you're watching this today, pay attention. If you're watching this, and you don't have a relationship with God, he wants to start a relationship with you. He loves you. The Bible says all of us are sinners. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. All of us have sinned. And the Bible says that sin separates us from God. But God loves us so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus. Jesus came, and he grabbed all of my sin, your sin. All of our sin. The Bible says he carried it on his shoulders. He went up on a cross and Jesus died for the sins of all humanity. He loves you. He's in love with you. The Bible says he died for our sins, went down to a grave. He was dead for three days. But after three days, Jesus Christ, he resurrected. He's alive today and he's offering you a brand new beginning, a brand new life. Today, it does not matter what you've done, where you've been. Today, you can begin again. He can give you life brand new. In fact, if, you, if you're able to, can you close your eyes wherever you're at? I want you to close your eyes, bow your head. Wherever you're watching, it does not matter. Close your eyes and bow your head. If you're watching this and you say, Alex, I want to make a decision to follow Jesus. I want a relationship with God today. I'm, I'm tired of living this way. I'm sick and tired of living this life. I know I got sin in my life. I need, a, I need forgiveness. I need a brand new beginning. If that's you, I'm going to count to three. When I count to three, I want you to let us know that you're making this decision. Maybe right there where you're at, you can throw your hands up and say, God, I need you. I'm making this decision today. If that's you, make this decision today. One, two, three. Right there, you can tell God, God, I'm all in. I'm all in. I know I'm not perfect. I got sin in my life, but today I'm starting a relationship with you. In fact, if you're making that decision, can you let us know? We would love to send you a free Bible. I'm going to say a simple prayer. If you're, if you're making this decision today... The Bible says, how are we saved? The book of Romans says, if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. All of you watching that are making this decision, repeat after me. I'm making a simple prayer, but you can talk to God any place, anywhere on your own. I'm just making this first one easy. Repeat after me. Close your eyes and repeat this prayer after me. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit 
that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, come into my heart, be my Lord, and be my Savior. From today on, I will follow you all the days of my life. I'm saved, I'm healed, and I'm forgiven. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Come on, can we put our hands together in the chat? Come on, Calvary clap all over the place. Hey, if you made that decision today, if you said, hey, I'm in, I'm in, I want to start this relationship with God, let us know in the chats. Come on, let us know. Say, hey, I made that decision right now. If not, you can send us a text to the number 33222 with the word decided. We would love to send you a free Bible just to help you. We're not going to send you anything else. We just want to help you in the relationship with God. And I believe that a Bible is going to help you so much understand who God is and all the plans and purposes that he has for your life. Hey, the rest of us love you so much. Come on, let's pray that we have a strong week. Let's pray that maybe this week there's some things in our life we need to eliminate. Maybe there's some things in our life this week that we need to get rid of. Say, yeah, there, there's this distraction in my life. There's this thing in my life that I, I need to take away. He's given me a broom and a shovel. The Holy Spirit comes and, and he says, okay, let's get to work in your heart, mind, and soul. I need to go back to the place where I once was. I need to go back to being dependent. That this week we would depend on him entirely. And number three, that we would maybe have repentance. God, I'm, I'm turning back to the direction that I should. I want to pray for all of us. And then we'll have an incredible week. If you can, if you're able to, come on, all of us. Why don't we lift up our hands in our homes, in our rooms, wherever you're at, let's lift up our hands. And let's just ask the Holy Spirit to help us. Father, we thank you. We thank you so much for this day. Thank you for another incredible Sunday where we can all gather together across different living rooms, houses, homes. God, I pray that you'd help us right now. God, that we would learn from Scripture, that we would look at somebody like King Asa and say, well, he started right but yet turned away. God, that during this pandemic, during this season, we realized that we just didn't want to start strong, but we want to finish strong. We want, to, we want to go after you with all that we've got, with all of our mind, heart, and soul. God, this week that you would come showing us areas in our life that we need to eliminate. What are some things that we need to remove from our life? What are some things, some distractions that don't belong in our life so that all of our attention, all of our focus is on you. God, help us to eliminate. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Show us. And then help us to be dependent on you, that we would run and seek you like never before. God, I'm praying for people right now in their living rooms, in their bedrooms, cubicles, cars, that are listening to this. Holy Spirit, awaken them to a new walk and a new season with you, to a deeper level of knowing you. Awaken them to go after you, God, because you have so much more for their life, for their family, for their futures. And then, God, if some of us need to repent today that we would repent, that we would turn away from different directions that we were headed and we would turn to you, turn back to you because you love us. God, and it's your goodness that leads us to repentance. We turn to you. We turn our direction completely to you. Help us this week to eliminate, depend, and repent. We love you, God. I pray that you strengthen every home. I pray that you strengthen every life. Bless us today. Help us to know you better. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Calvary, we love you so, so much. We're so glad that you joined us today for church. I pray that you have the best week ever. Come on, Wednesday nights, you know, Wednesday nights we have service, and so make sure you gather with your family and watch us on Wednesdays. We love you. We'll stay in touch. God bless you. Have the best week ever. Come on. <laughs>